0: Then, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. In the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ. If I said, Romeo and Juliet... Antony and Cleopatra, Rhett Butler and Scarlett O'Hara, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. (laughs) It probably wouldn't take you too long to guess the category. Famous romances, famous romantic couples, famous love stories. Maybe not all would admit it, but I think probably most of us like love stories, especially those that have happy endings. But probably almost all of us also know that love stories don't always have happy endings. Some have bittersweet endings, some even tragic ones. And I mention this because I think the words of Jesus before us this morning are a love story with a happy ending. Well, at least for some. But also with a few loose ends that need tying, especially if we're going to find anything here for us. And a love story that's found in a place where you normally wouldn't expect to find one. And that's Holy Week. The story we hear Jesus tell this morning, the parable of the ten virgins, is actually a story Jesus tells during Holy Week of all times. Just days before his crucifixion, which probably in part accounts for some of the reason why the story doesn't have a happy ending for all. Jesus tells this story in Matthew's Gospel. It's toward the end, in a section toward the end of Matthew's Gospel, where Jesus is giving one warning after another, after another, about the dangers of missing out on what he has come to bring. Jesus little talks. Chapter 24 of Matthew's Gospel. Chapter 25. Have subtitles like these in our Bibles. Woes to the scribes and Pharisees. Lament over Jerusalem. Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple. Signs of the close of the age. No one knows that day or hour. The final judgment. And the plot to kill Jesus. And snuggled in among all that end times talk and all those cozy desire or cozy dire warnings is this love story called the parable of the ten virgins. It's a story about how the kingdom of heaven will be at the end like ten virgins who took their lamps like the virgins and the lamps on the wedding on the bulletin cover this morning. And they waited for the bridegroom to arrive and for the wedding to begin Five of the virgins were wise and had plenty of extra oil on hand for their lamps. But five of the virgins were foolish and carried no extra oil. Well, imagine this. Traffic was heavy getting into Five Forks on Woodruff Road, getting to Emmanuel for the wedding. The bridegroom was running late. The wedding was delayed. And all ten virgins fell asleep, waiting for the bridegroom to arrive until around midnight. All 10 virgins are awakened by the news. The bridegroom's on the way, come out to meet him. So all 10 virgins wake up, turn up their lamps to get ready for the wedding. When the five foolish virgins say to the five wives, hey, give us some of your oil, because we didn't think we'd have to wait this long for the bridegroom to arrive, so we didn't bring any extra oil with us, and our lamps are gonna go out right in the middle of the ceremony. And the five wise virgins, being wise, say, no can do, or there might not be enough oil for us and for you. But hey, there's a super Walmart four miles down the road on Woodruff Road, it's open 24 hours, they'll have oil, they have everything. So the five foolish virgins set out down Woodruff Road in a hurry, hoping to make all the lights and get back in good time, which is always foolish. But by the time they get to Walmart, find the oil, check out, and make it back to Emmanuel for the wedding, the bridegroom has arrived, the doors are closed and locked, the ceremony is over, the reception has begun, and the five foolish virgins knock, they forgot their key fobs. And the response they get is this. I do not know you. And then Jesus ends the story this way. Another one of those kind of looking at the camera moments. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. He end. Which is another way of saying, don't let what happened to the five foolish virgins happen to you. So like I said, not the happiest ending imaginable for everybody in the story. And with a couple of loose ends that need tying, if we're gonna take anything from this for ourselves. Two questions in particular that I want to address now. Number one, Whose wedding is this? And number two, who are we in this story? And I submit to you that you already know the answers to these questions if you were paying attention to the words you just sang as you were singing them. Every good love story is enhanced by being paired with a great love song. And Jesus' parable of the 10 virgins is no exception. But for the soundtrack for Jesus' love story of the 10 virgins, don't think Barry White, Whitney Houston, the Righteous Brothers, Sinatra. The love song for the love story Jesus tells this morning was written by a 16th century German Lutheran pastor. Because who would know more about writing a romantic love song than a 16th century German Lutheran pastor? His name was Philip Nicolai, and Pastor Nicolai wrote the love song, the soundtrack, the hymn that tells the story and answers the questions that I just raised. In fact, Pastor Nikolai's love song hymn was so popular in the Lutheran Church that more than 100 years after it was written, not only was it still being sung, but this guy, you might have heard of him, named Johann Sebastian Bach, took Pastor Nikolai's little three stanza hymn and wrote an entire 30-minute cantata on it for the final Sunday of the church year in 1731. Not to mention the fact that we're still singing a love song hymn 400 years later. So here's the answer to question one. Whose wedding is this? That question is answered in the words we just sang in stanza one of Pastor Philip Nicolai's love song hymn. Wake, awake, for night is flying. The watchmen on the heights are crying, awake, Jerusalem, Arise. Midnight hears the welcome voices, and at the thrilling cry rejoices, O oh, where are ye, ye virgins wise? The bridegroom comes, awake. Your lamps with gladness take Alleluia. With bridal care, yourselves prepare to meet the bridegroom who is near. times in that first verse in the text that's in the hymnal, Pastor Nicolai takes the liberty of capitalizing the letter B in Bridegroom to indicate and I couldn't agree anymore that this is Jesus' wedding we're talking about. Christ is the Bridegroom arriving for his own wedding and wedding feast. But who is Jesus marrying? Or what I called question two, who are we in this parable of Jesus? But that question wasn't answered in stanza one, and I think it was. It's certainly answered in stanza two as the love song hymn continues. Zion hears the watchman singing and all her heart with joy is springing. She wakes. She rises from her gloom. For her Lord comes down all glorious. The strong in grace. In truth victorious. Her star is risen. Her light is come. Now come thou blessed one. Lord Jesus. God's own son. Hail. Hosanna. We enter all the wedding hall to eat the supper at thy call. Get this, brothers and sisters in Christ, and you get the gospel. What Pastor Philip Nikolai and Johann Sebastian Bach get is that Jesus' story this morning is the story not just of Jesus' wedding, but of our own wedding. Jesus' parable is the story of the marriage feast of Christ, the king, the bridegroom, coming to wed his beloved, his bride, his Jerusalem, his Zion, the one holy Christian and apostolic church. It's the story of what this world has been waiting for for a very long time. That story The story of Christ and his Zion, Christ and his Jerusalem, Christ and his beloved, his bride, his church. That story is a love story. The oldest one in the world, the best one in the world. Because it's a story that's all about the seeking, searching, saving, unrelenting, unconditional, inexhaustible, eternal love of God for us. a world in which we're now still living, where the bride continues to wait for the bridegroom to arrive. Ours, as you well know, is a dark world sometimes. But we will wait for him until midnight if that's what it takes. And while we wait, we read and we reread his letters. We eat his food at his table, a foretaste of the marriage feast. So that when the news finally breaks, The bridegroom's here. Come and meet him. We'll be ready. So he comes by word and sacraments now. A little foretaste of the feast and the kingdom to come. So that when he comes, whenever that will be, we already have the music for the first dance picked out. Now let all the heavens adore thee, let saints and angels sing before thee with harp and cymbals clearest tone, of one pearl each shining portal where, joining with the choir immortal, we gather round thy radiant throne. No eye has seen the light, no ear has heard the might of thy glory. Therefore will we, eternally, sing hymns of praise and joy to thee, O Bridegroom.